It's that time. What time is it, Bob? It is time for the Split Zone with you and me. Yay! <laughs> okay, it's actually Rudy and Bob. Well, you know. But I, I'm sure most of these people know what they're getting into. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yes. Actually, we, we have a good show this We week. do, we uh, do. And there is lots of stuff going on. There is. You know, one of the things I was thinking about is when I said, we have a good show. Yeah, you want we, to We have a guest. We do have who, a guest. Who saves us. That's true. You know, I mean, a guest usually really helps us. They know what they're talking about. That's that's why we rely so heavily on our guests. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, we, You know, I mean, we could lean on them or we could lean on each other. Yeah, I'll probably be about to we'll lean, lean on them. Yeah. I mean, we can lean on each other. We're just going to fall down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway. Um, I mean, we are two fairly large guys. so I Well, mean, you'd think that that would balance out, but yeah, somehow no. the, the physics are just wonky. And... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, it's we'll the sports have... <laughs> zone, not the science hour. I suppose we should take a break here and come back and pretend to know what we're talking about yeah. and L- talk with uh, Louie. L- Louie Curtis from the Iowa High School Athletic Association is going to join us, and we're going to talk about officiating. Yes, the good kind of officiating. Right. Right, not the I yelling from the stands kind of officiating. Exactly. All right. Well, let's take that, take that break, Bob, and when we come back. We'll have a guest who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're listening to The Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob here on 95.1 The Bull. <laughs> Fenske, we got, uh, first off, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's I'm good doing. that you're here this time. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, it's. It, I was lonely there for okay, a while. Okay, we have a guest okay, who's okay. probably wondering what, <laughs> um, I do actually show up for work sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So. You know, well, that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, we do have a guest, and it's a good friend uh, of yours, and he's become a friend of mine now, friend of the show, certainly. Yep. Uh, Louis Curtis from the Iowa, Athletic High, Iowa High School Athletic <laughs> Association joins us. And let's talk a little umpiring. First off, welcome, Louie. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, glad to have you. And, of course, you're the director of officiating. That's correct, yep. I started there in uh, 2016 as director of officials and uh, also uh, tend to the sports of wrestling and tennis. Tennis this year for the first time, so. Ah, sure. And uh, that and yeah. Yeah, and of course, tennis just wrapped up here not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, now that I think yep. about it, yep. and uh, good tournaments in Burns Park, or Burn Park, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Burns Park. Yep. There you go, in Waterloo. Uh, long story, we'll go back some other time on that. But Bob, <laughs> you know, you brought up a good good point. You know, you're getting into the officiating on the baseball side now. First year for you, and I know your son Josh is starting to get into it as well. Yeah. And it's a good thing, because we're hearing stories about uh, how schools are not able to even have games because of lack of officials. Well, 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 let me back up here a little bit. I met Louie your first year at uh, Louis's first year at the state wrestling tournament. Okay. And uh, when I found out he was from Williamsburg, we did make a few uh, friendly jokes about um, Judge Stokel. Um, <laughs> you went to school with him, correct? Yeah, I did. I played football and baseball with Rich, and <laughs> and I'm a great, great friend we're great friends with each other and have stayed in touch over the years and and you guys um, never give each other grief right it's constant, it's constant. <laughs> you heard the collective sigh <laughs> from chickasaw county going oh my gosh <laughs> there'll be people that remember you know back in the day working in the cornfields there doesn't seem like it happens that much anymore but that's what rich and i spent our summers doing together and we you know it would be 10 to 12 hour days um, trying to maintain our senility. So, yeah, we're, we're good friends. I have a lot of respect for Rich. I know he's done a lot of good things for people over the years and he's got some, a great family. And I was really happy to send him a positive message when his son was the state golf champion. Uh, I had the uh, good fortune to have a a son win a state wrestling title, so we share that. Oh, that's in common awesome too. And yeah, good. Uh, he's a good man, good family. Good deal. But, yeah. but when I first met Louis, after we after I asked him for the stories about Rich, um, we did we did a story on officiating, and this is five years ago now, and I do remember you telling me, um, if we are not at a crisis point, we are going to be at one fairly soon. 
And I've I've seen that a little bit this summer. Um with scrambling to fill games and stuff like that. So I guess one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is where are we at with uh, with uh, with the uh, number of officials? Is it an Iowa problem? Is it a national problem? Uh, let's start with: Is there a problem with with getting enough officials for high school sports? Yeah, it's definitely a national problem. I have all kinds of people who uh, that I deal with that are in similar positions as I am, mm-hmm. and they uh, they tell me the same same problem. I think that um, it's really becomes kind of a sport specific problem. Um, I honestly don't see as much concern for uh, basketball officials. We have quite a few of those and they seem to not really have too much trouble getting those games covered. Um, I think um, there's probably a lot of reasons for that that people can figure out, but uh, right now, with the baseball season starting, uh, we have a we have a major major issue. We have probably 300 fewer baseball umpires than we had, I would say, pre-pandemic. You know, probably in 2018, 2019, in that ballpark, we probably had right around a thousand officials, and right now we have about 700, a little over 700. Um, so when you talk about a 25 to 30% drop off, uh, that's, that's very significant. Um, the number of schools has not decreased. Uh, the number of teams have not decreased. The number of games, generally speaking, have come back to the pre, uh, pre COVID, you know, numbers where teams are playing 25 to 40 games a summer Mm -hmm. um last year uh because we had that shortened season and start we didn't start until the middle of june um we had a lot fewer games um and i think things went okay as far as getting things covered even though we had a lot of officials that chose not to umpire last summer but we fast forward a year and schools have gone back to their kind of their normal schedule but we have you know 250 fewer umpires out there and it's it's very very difficult for assigners and schools to get their games covered um i have literally been you know littered with all kinds of emails about the from assigners these are all the games that we haven't got covered and there will be there will be 20 30 40 games um it, over the over the course of just a few weeks um, that haven't been assigned yet and uh, I've got emails from umpires who have had to do games by themselves uh, just one umpire for and I'm talking for varsity you know n- not just small school baseball it's it's big school baseball they can get one guy right. and wow. obviously we don't we don't recommend that be the case we don't want that to be the case um but it's happening just so that games can get um played and uh it's a it's a major major problem right now um and i hope that somewhere along the line we can um turn the tide but man it's it's going it's going in a hurry yeah. So, you know, and, and I can back it up because I think I've gotten more emails from you in the last three weeks than I have in the previous five years just because I'm on a list. Yeah. And mm. and it, it's amazing how long the list is right. s- some weeks. Um, yeah. What, what does the association, and, and I realize your hands are a little bit tied. I mean, you can't... <laughs> You really can't go to downtown Des Moines or downtown Boone and hold people at gunpoint and tell them they have to officiate. Right. So what's the association trying to do um, to uh, to get more interest in officiating? And not, and not just baseball, but wrestling, swimming, track, all that. Well, uh, 
we work a lot with the National Federation of High Schools, the NFHS, and they they have had an ongoing um, recruiting um, you know operation that that we've been uh, utilizing as well. And basically, it's a lot of social media posts um, trying to just get the word out there to anybody and give them a way, an easy way to reach out to say, Hey, I'm, I might be interested in this. Um, and if they do that, um, I get a, you know, I get an email that says, these are the people that expressed some sort of interest in, in possibly officiating. Um, and then I, I send them, I send those people an email back and say, here's what you need to do if you're interested. Um, I would say it, it's a great idea, but I would say it's got about a seven to ten percent rate of actually working. Okay. Um, so yeah. if I get if I get a hundred uh, potential people that say they're interested, and I get seven of them or ten of them to sign up and actually become an official, that would be about what we get if if that um so there's a lot of people who i think they know it's a problem but then to actually do something about the problem to try to help solve the problem um we're it's just not a it's just not it's not really working very well at a, not at a high at a high rate for sure sure but you got to try something right um and i i think social media is really it is the it is the best way to do it. I mean, you can get to the masses. You can get the word out. Um, you know, we we talk to our officials about trying to, you know, trying to find people. Um, but, geez, it's it's just a it's a tough task. And and uh, you know, Bob, you know, right. it's it's not a it's not a job that has a lot of glamour to it, and there's not a lot of people clamoring to do it because it's it's got a lot of pitfalls mm -hmm. um you know it's i think there's a lot of value in it but to get people to believe in that value and then actually stick with it long enough to realize that value um is very difficult because it's uh it's not a it's not a thing that the value comes uh immediately it comes over time Mm -hmm. uh, through building relationships with people and friendships with people and, and, uh, earning respect from people. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't happen overnight and the, the pitfalls can happen instantaneously. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those potential, you know, quote, part-time jobs that, um, there's, there might be more there might be more danger than good for some people in some people's minds sure well i, I mean that's where i i officiated baseball for about five years and and ended up getting out of it um for a number of different reasons but i i, I can relate to what you're saying um i'm wondering though is is there a way for mlb you know, minor leagues and, of course, their officials association, is there something they can do or even the other pro sports, can they help with any kind of training programs or, or whatnot? Um, obviously, you know, you see the advertisements for, for the youth sports programs, but I wonder if there's a way to bridge with them for the officiating side. Yeah, I not that I'm really aware of. Um, honestly, the the officials that I've dealt with that have done, you know, whether it's college officiating or, um, any kind of, any kind of professional officiating, um, they, they kind of, you know, those, those leagues are fighting a similar battle and they, they kind of, but they, but see, they get to, they get to kind of handpick the, the best of the best. Right. And, um, they don't have to really worry about the the guys who are just starting to learn and and who definitely don't really have a desire to get 
climbing that big of a ladder. Sure. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they, they know that what they can do for themselves is keep an eye on, keep an eye on the best young officials that are coming up through those high school ranks and right. start to start to recruit them. And we're recruiting a completely different group right. of people. I mean, we're recruiting beginners. We're recruiting high school. We're recruiting college aged. Mm-hmm. We're recruiting, uh, retirees, uh, you know, people who are in their low early forties who have kind of finished having a family and maybe they have a little bit of time on their hands. I, you know, it's, it's really tough to figure out who, who those people are. Um, that might be interested. And like I said earlier, it takes a, it takes kind of a different kind of mentality to really want to do it. And it's not, it's it. And honestly, it isn't for everybody. It's, it's really not. Um, but, um, you know, you just got to keep, just got to keep trying. I mean, that's all we can keep trying. Tell you what, guys, we got to take a quick break here because our sponsors got to step in. Louie, you got time to come back uh, for a little bit more? We, we, I think we got more to talk about. Absolutely. I'm glad to stick around. Awesome. We'll be back on more, with more Sports Zone with Bob. Who are we? Rudy and Bob? <laughs> Rudy and Bob right after this. <laughs> the Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob rolls on. And uh, Fenske, I know we've had a great conversation going here with Louie Curtis, who is the Director of Officials for the Iowa, I, Iowa High School Athletic Association. Excuse me. And we've got more we wanted to talk about. And, Bob, I know you had a really good topic that you wanted to bring up. So why don't you go ahead? As a sports writer over the years, I've known a lot of officials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the wrestling uh, officials at the state meet, um, you know, that fellowship is, is a real positive, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And even in the short time that I've been back doing this, you know, any questions I have, these guys are willing to help you. So, I mean, on the positive side, I, you know, for, for high school and college kids, you know, especially college kids, it's a good way to make some extra money. But, 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 but what would you tell people other positives that they? Well, I, th- I think that they're the, the biggest positives are if you, if you like a sport, it's a way to stay involved in that sport uh, other than obviously you're, you're kind of done playing it. You right. know, it's not a, you know, baseball isn't a thing that most people play uh, just for fun into their, into their thirties and forties. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and so this is a great way to stay involved in that sport that you really have a lot of passion for. Um, but you just can't play it anymore. So really, when you think about it, what, it, what are your options to stay involved in that sport? Well, you either coach it or you officiate it, or maybe you just stay involved like through a, through a school or something. You're the, uh, you know, an athletic director or something like that. And so then that, that there's not a whole lot of other ways other than just being a parent, right, you know? Right. Um, so I think it's, I think that's one big thing is just the, if you really love a sport, it's a great way to stay involved in it. It also teaches you a completely different side of the sport than you, than you might've learned from playing it. Uh, the, the people who play it, they have, they have a goal. The goal is to, you know, to score right. or to, do something to give your team the more more points or more runs or whatever and knowing and learning the rules is kind of secondary to that you your your main thing is you're trying to get your team to win right and um with officiating it's a whole different ball game you are strictly there to try to make sure that the playing field is level that 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 everybody has a fair shake at getting to that same result that they all want. And so you have to study and, and uh, learn the game in a different manner, um, which I think is very intriguing uh, for people who really love the game. Right. Uh, I, um, I chuckle at that when you say that. We were talking about Rich Stokel and his son Noah 
that was his college job. He refereed and umpired. Yep. Yep. And, and I remember asking Noah Stokel, so uh, what have you learned? And he goes, that I traveled all the time. <laughs> you know, you, you know it, it, it really is, sure. you know. Sure. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think that um, I think there's a lot of, I, I get, I, I've been yelled at already oh, uh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, I mean it took two innings that was it you know <laughs> um and uh it does take a little bit of a different personality you cannot take everything personally as an official right no you know you you you, you almost have to take nothing personally <laughs> right right uh, you know and the problem is a lot of the a lot of the jabs and barbs that are coming your way are personal they right. become personal. right and uh you know they don't just say i think you missed the call they they question your your eyesight they question whether you can run they question whether you hustle right you know and and those things those things aren't really fair until you've really done it yourself and tried to figure out how how can i be good at this um you know and that's that that's a that's a pitfall i think another Another positive besides the besides the caring for the game is really it's the it's the potential for um, just incredible lifelong friendships that you can develop with people. Um, it's that's that's immeasurable when you go into those settings and and you're doing a game with you know, a partner or two partners or a group of five or whatever, you have to be in it together. You have to be bonded. And, and, uh, if you're not, you get yourself in some, some deep water there. But (laughs) I think that, I think that that is another thing that I think is crucial is trying to find, um, people that you, you know, that you like and that you want to do things with. And then this is a great thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. and it and it forges a it forges a relationship um, like not a lot of other things can do. You know, you know. I think and that I look at my own situation. I think if I would have found a partner to work with consistently, it would have changed my outlook, and maybe I'd still be umpiring myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I get what you mm-hmm. you know. When you get two together, you know, you just kind of you get to know each other. Like you said, you got that friendship, the camaraderie. You, you decide yeah. that you want to, you know, you want to go out and learn certain things. So you know, you're, you're doing it not only the right way, but you're doing it better than the year before. You know, there, there's something, absolutely something to be said right. about that. You see it in football crews all the time. And, and, and honestly, two of my favorite stories I've ever done were nights with refs. Uh, I went with a football game with um, Craig Snyder. These guys are retired now, <laughs> basically. Um and, yeah. and I did a softball game one night with a couple friends of mine, but I, I just did a story on what their night was like. And yes, they got, they took some jabs, but man, we had a lot of fun doing those stories. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, just, just listening to yeah. some of those stories and, and, and telling me stuff. So, so Louis, if, if people are interested, and that's really one of the things we really want to push on our, our show because we love sports. Yeah. Even if I wasn't an official, yeah, yeah, I, I would go to games. Well, I want those games to happen, and they really can't happen without an umpire, a referee, no. a starter. Um, how 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 can they get involved? How can they become officials? Well, the easiest way to say it in this format is simply to get a hold of the. Uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association or the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union. Uh, A lot of this information is on our websites. Uh, We have officials, officials pages or officials tabs. Right. And you can click on there and there's just, there's some pretty easy to follow instructions as far as how to register to become an official. Um, You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a phone call or an email away. Right. my contact information is on our website um, and I'm absolutely more than willing to help people uh, get rolling if they have that interest. So 
just just uh, taking that first step uh, with contacting somebody or asking um, is pretty simple. And if if you don't feel like you want to make a phone call, then you just jump on the IHSAA website or the girls union website. And, um, you know, there's, there's pretty easy, easy instructions there. You know, Louie, and and I realize every school is different and this isn't necessarily your side of it, but I mean, what, uh, obviously people are motivated by money. There is Mm -hmm. some decent money out there for this. I mean, when we're talking about working for a summer job for say a college kid, you know, if they want to work uh, a ninth, tenth game in the morning, what kind of money can they be like? Do you have a ballpark of what you can make working? Yeah, I would say if you're if you're talking baseball or softball specifically, I think uh, generally places probably pay between like if they were working a freshman doubleheader, mm-hmm. and a lot of times the freshman doubleheaders are ten o'clock in the morning or eleven o'clock in the morning starts. They'll have a two like a lot of them do like two five inning games um they might put a time limit on it and generally i think you're done you know within probably three to four hours time right and probably you're probably going to get paid somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred dollars so you're looking at for the actual work you're doing uh not if you if you're not including you know drive time and all that you're you know, you're looking at twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour for the for the work you're doing. Um, that's not bad. You know, no, that, that's pretty darn good for for part-time gig. And right now, like Bob said earlier, you can get a lot of work. Um, I mean, I talked to a guy just just today that said he's he's going. He had to get going because he was going to do a freshman doubleheader. And then he had a six o'clock JV varsity game that night. So he's working four games mm-hmm. today and he's going to probably, you know, I'd guess he's going to make somewhere in the neighborhood of $250 right. for his work. It's a long day. Uh, the pro- Here's the problem. The problem is uh, I think he's like 52 years old. Right. Right. And, and uh, to ask, to ask these guys to go out and, you know, put, Put all this gear on on a 93 degree day in Iowa and go work for seven or eight hours while people are yelling at you and not happy with anything you're doing, even though you're doing the best you can. Uh, it's that's that's taxing on people, right? And what that is a huge part of why um, our numbers haven't increased. It's it's not because um, it's not because anything's really changed. It's because younger, young, you know, younger aren't as interested in doing this particular job. And so, as time goes by, older stops, older quits, older retires. And if there's not the numbers of younger coming in, then you lose. Right. You right. Lose and that's kind of where we're at. We're just not getting the, we're just not getting as many new people. We still get new people. We just don't get as many. Sure. Well, well and, and and I can back that up. I mean, when I when I went to the the group that I'm working with, the assigner I'm working with this spring, mm-hmm. there were three new guys. Um, I'm gonna admit how old I am. Jason loves giving me crap about how old I am. Well, it's because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm 55. I was the youngest new guy there, so I mean we help a little bit, but not long term. Right. You know. Yeah. I, mean, right. Um, I mean, Bob, you're gonna be using a cane here pretty soon. <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see what I put up with? <laughs> but Louis, thank you so much um, for joining us and. Uh, for the people listening to us today, um, yes, there are pitfalls, but it's it's also an enjoyable way to connect with the sport. And and, yeah. and, and, and honestly, and maybe you'll disagree with me on this, 90% of the fans, coaches, players are so easy to work with. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's that small minority. And if you're a fan out there listening, yes, you know, 
I guess my, my point is, is, is nobody wakes up in the morning as an official and says, I want to see this team win. Right. You know, um, we call it the way we see it. And um, if you want your kids and your grandkids to have this experience, you know, um, you, you need umpires. You need referees. You know, you need starters. You know. So when I, when I, uh, when I reply to people – <clears throat> who are getting out of the business, whether this be um, sometimes it's coaching and sometimes it's officiating. But when they tell me that I'm stepping down, I'm not, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm not going to do it anymore. One of my common thank yous to them is thank you for serving kids, coaches, and communities. Right. And when you think about that for umpires and for coaches, that's what they're doing. They're giving a service to the kids at the school, to the coaches who who are um, coaching the games, and to the community so that the people can come out and watch. Right. And, yeah, they, they get paid. And so they have to try to do the best job they can. But so does everybody else. So do the coaches there. Mm-hmm. So do the administrators there. And they're all trying to do the best job they can to put on a good event, to make sure things are fair, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, my, you know, utopian wish would be for fans to realize, okay, the reason why I'm coming to this game, my job in coming to this game is to cheer for the team that I'm coming to watch to cheer for my child, to cheer for my hometown. It's not to cheer against the other team. Mm -hmm. It's not to boo a call by, by the official. It's not to challenge, uh, you know, what a coach is doing. It's just to cheer for my own team. And if we could do that so much would improve, Uh, but emotions get in the way. Um, You know, people, they just see they see things through a, a different lens sometimes, and um, it's really hard to get that out of their out of their mind. And you know, but like I said, the it, for officials, you you do the best you can. You make the calls as you see them, and uh, you know, and then you, and then you move on. Right. Well, thanks again, Louie. Hey, it was great having you on. Um, the next time we see uh, Rich Stokel, we'll give him a little grief from you. So, yeah, yes. Um, yes. That's <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> so, um, he is a giver and taker of grief. Yes, <laughs> yes. That is a true <laughs> story right there. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, again, thank you very much. We should probably go uh, talk to our sponsors a little bit. Um, I suppose we can do that. Uh, yeah. Okay. But uh, thank you again, Louie, so much at Great conversation. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for helping, guys. Okay. Take care. You bet. We'll be back with more on the Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob right after this. The Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob rolls on here. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing well. You're I, here. Yes. The third segment. <laughs> I'm going to make the whole show. Well, we still have that final segment, and God knows what will happen there. Because the final segment you know, is where leave, we say goodbye. Hey, leave God out of this. <laughs> he didn't yes, do anything. Yes. No, no. They, yeah. I, I, it's all my fault. It's okay. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, the Women's College World Series wrapped up. I had the wife on covering for you last time, talking about the Women's College Series as a lead-in. She, she wow, it's such a shock. I wasn't here. I mean, I'm, well, I, that. I, it's just the fact that I could convince her to come over and talk to me. I begged her to. You know. I know. Well, you know, I, I figured you would have looked at that and said, Something along the lines of, I wanted to film that because it would have been as good as a pay-per-view. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) No punches were thrown, I heard, though. Nothing too major. Okay. I was able to duck everything. I love to. I I will tell you this right now. I love the college softball World Series. The women's? Absolutely. Yes. I I think, um, you know, great stadium. There's a million things I love about it. you know, this year I I actually I I didn't know James Madison. And again, I, I'll be honest with you, I know little about college softball until the regionals. Right. And usually it's the super regionals where I'll check in and yeah. You know, 
Odyssey Alexander from James Madison. Holy crap. She made a play. Yes. Um, a bunt play. So she's a pitcher. She's a pitcher. Bunt play. She fields the bunt. And I don't think she had – I seriously don't think she had time to throw it to the catcher. Mm-hmm. Instead, she just dove at the runner and tagged her out. Right. It is the second best play I have ever seen in the college World Be- Series. Behind the uh, – The third baseman. Um, Florida State. Yes. I mean – I think it was Jessica Warren, it, maybe. It, yes. And, and, and what it was on that play is TV made it almost better because you don't see her at all, and then all of a sudden – She's in the right catching a pop up exactly. and, and not like a high pop up, right? What, you know, so uh, great series. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you were happy that UCLA didn't win. That was, I was very happy. Uh, uh, I was pulling for James Madison down the stretch. I usually am not an underdog person. I usually don't like the the, the underdogs. See, I love the underdogs. Well, uh, the, the U, that's because you're a sports writer and yeah. it's fun to talk, write about. It's easy to write about that. Uh, you know, Michigan, which sounds so weird in baseball a couple of years ago, made it to yeah. the finals. Of the, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I rooted for them because they were the underdog. Right. I mean, how often do you say, I rooted for Michigan because they were the underdog? Not very you, often. You know, so. Not very often. But but I think it moves fast. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it does and it does. Like, it was better this year. Yeah. I will say. It was faster this year. But I can, you know, there was still... We got, we, I think, okay, first off, Oklahoma won it. My wife was happy. Yes, and Trust that's me. good for you. Well, yeah, because I didn't want to deal with Boomer Sooner losing Yes, and the wrath that would be Lisa had they lost, especially after they lost their opening game. Right. And were lost the opening game of the yeah. championship series. Well, and I think Also, I... Beth Moen saying champ series really drives me insane. Oh. Just going to put that out there. But anyway, just lazy. Whatever. Hire Bob and Rudy. We'll do it. We'll go down there and do it. It's the championship series. We'd have to have a guest. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. But, okay, so, I mean, there's that. But then let's – let's. Uh, I want to come back to the schedule because that was a hot topic. Um, uh, Montana Fouts? Yes. Montana Fouts. Perfect game. First time since 2000. 21 years. Yes. She was 21 years old that day. She turned 21. She struck out 21, or she retired 21 straight. Perfect game in the Women's College World Series. That was an unbelievable performance. Which is a tough thing to do at any level. And against UCLA, LA. who hits Which was it. even better yes. for me. Um, and then they, she, they turned around and shelled her in the next one. And well, she didn't play in the next game with Alabama, but but that that's is, who I really wanted to win was Alabama. I couldn't tell my and wife the, that. And there's a Iowa connection with Alabama. Yeah, Pat Murphy's from here. He's been on the sports. He's been on the show yeah. uh, about three years ago. We had. I'd him love on. to have him back on. Just we probably I, can make that happen. He's he's fun to talk to. He's um, a good dude. He said anytime. I, what I like, and, and and I know what you're talking about with the schedule. We they started a game at. God Mid- knows what midnight time. after midnight, right. and it got done at three. And, and I don't think we should be doing that. No, I, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, but when I, when I say it moves fast, the pace of the game in softball—that's one of the things I love about softball. Oh yeah. Um, now it's not high school fast. No, that's no. the problem that I've got with it. I think the product—if you can get that seven-inning game done in two hours—yes, that's something you got a product there. Right. And my wife and I go back and forth in this because there's times where a seven-inning soft a college softball game was taking longer than a nine-inning major league baseball, baseball game. game, and that's a huge problem because MLB was getting just crucified for the length of their games. But some of that is, and I will blame. Not radio. No, it's TV. It's TV. It's almost all. And, you know, and so what MLB did is they said, you get 90 seconds worth of commercials per inning. Right. Or per half inning. Right. And, you know, the last time I timed it out, softball was still taking two and a half to three. Right. It's, it's, it was, it, I think they cut it down one this year. I think it was a two. There was a time where they were doing four minutes of commercials every half inning. And, and for the players, that's got to be hard. It is. You it, know, it is. It, it's like college football. When the right. guy in the red comes out onto the field. Oh, yeah. You know, well, and so the problem is you'd have two and a half minutes of commercials, and then ESPN would have to do whatever promo thing they wanted to do for thirty seconds when they came back. Right, and then we got to talk to the coach, and that will start. There's okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Which is what's worse? Yeah, go ahead. There is nothing worse in my mind, at any level, pro college, mm-hmm. than the 
coach interview during the game. They're busy. <laughs> they're, they're busy. Uh, they're not going to tip they're, their they're, hand. They're, they're all they, – they never really say anything. I mean, I, I've been watching actually a lot more NBA than I normally do. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you right now, um, hey, you know what they say? Every coach says – yeah, hey, I, we got to play a lot harder. We got to play better. Defense. I mean, it's there's nothing in there that the fan doesn't know already. Exactly. Uh, but that's the thing. What coach is going to come out and say, yeah, you know, we've been blocking this way. We need to switch this <laughs> blocking assignment. Right. You know, and oh, by the way, when you, for the guy that knows the the assistant coach for the other team, could you text that to the other guy's that, team, the other coach, so that he knows? He, they're not going to tell us anything. No, no, usually I'm on the side of the media. Okay, I, right. I really yeah. am. No, right? Me too. But I love watching uh, Greg Popovich from yeah. San Antonio. Um, he says the same dribble that everybody else says, but it is dripping so much with sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, and I watched the game when they were, they were in the play-in. Yeah. And I, I can't even remember who they were playing, but they were down by like 20 in the first quarter, and it's like three minutes left, and... And I, I, I actually felt bad for that sideline reporter who had to ask him a question. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, yeah, we have to play better. <laughs> you know, but but it was it was so dripping. It was like actually good television. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, and on the College World Series, uh, the, the one thing I will say is, um, I was very adamantly against. Um, years ago and i think baseball started it with having four team brackets and then playing a championship series right um i didn't like that because i'm old you know like in two thousand like in like in 2000 i was an adult you were not correct no yes well, i was a young adult i was just getting into i was a sophomore in high school no but you were not 18 you could not vote no i could not vote you could not go out and you know right, yeah. <laughs> so but i i have actually loved the setup now i i i i actually think it's it's a really cool setup i love the fact that i think you're determining a pretty true champion sure um both baseball and softball there's another point that I wanted to bring up, and, and I know um, – I don't know what your opinion on this is, and usually we, we do kind of sound each other out, but uh, I hope that they never move the College World S Baseball World Series from Omaha or the College Softball World Series from Oklahoma City. Oh, believe City. me, the peop that's the next thing. Yes. People are w screaming, oh, there's always weather issues. Well, I don't care where you go. There's uh, going to be weather right, issues. Right. And I'm sick and tired of New York City, of New York, of uh, Florida, LA, New Florida. York, Florida, California, and Texas, right. getting the lion's share of the money from all these things that have to come in. And they're that, getting all the bowl games, right. the big bowl games. They're getting the Super Bowl, how often, you know, I mean – Eight out of ten years, it's going to be in one of those states. Right. They're getting, you know, the, the best crack at getting World Series and NBA yes. stuff, uh, NHL, all that. That's where that, you know, why should they get all of that money? I think it's, I, I think the the two settings, Omaha and Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. that really embrace both. Yes. You know, they embrace the baseball in Omaha. I'm just not sure you're going to get that somewhere else. No. because And the thing is, you say, well, what else is there in Omaha? That's the point. Right, right. So they care about it enough. There is no major sports team to play in that stadium, but they keep a 33,000 capacity stadium, stadium. for the, the World, World, College, uh, World Series of Baseball. Right. College and, Baseball. And, and, and they just added on in Oklahoma City. Sorry, I get yeah. fired up about no, this. No. Really I, fired up. And, and I'm glad. just added on. For once, we are on the same page. Right. The next thing you know, you're going to be going go purple. No. No, okay. Well, I tried. You can but, try whatever um, you want, but no. And, but that's the thing. Like, I saw somebody from, like, the East Coast say, well, we just really, you know, it'd be nice if they'd move it around so that we could enjoy it without having to fly for once. I'm thinking, anytime I want to see anything, I'm going to have to fly. fly. I, All I, the concert tours are out there. I, I think I think it's, you know, I, I really hope the NCAA doesn't mess this up. Right. Um, they don't, they need don't to, listen to the fans for once. <laughs> once. once. Um, 
Okay, I, I do have one other thing for you. And I, I hope it's not the NBA playoffs. Uh, no, it's not, actually. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, although. I, I know. You got the guy, what's his name, looks like Keegan John. From De- Devin Booker. Seriously, right now, people, go call Devin Booker headshot. He's, he's a star for the Phoenix Suns, one of the rising teams. And, the rising uh, Suns? <laughs> yeah, not bad, huh? <laughs> and, uh, and, and tell me, if you're from New Hampton or you watch Keegan John, a 2018 graduate play here, tell me that's not Keegan John. Um, so, right. but before I, before I forget, um, one thing did come out last week, and, and we had uh, last month we had Chris Clay. Um, oh, you, oh, is this baseball stuff? Baseball. Yes, it did come out just just this last week. Yeah. So, um, and, and again, I, I'm really cool with the one A, two A. Yep. Well, uh, well, you should tell them what's going on. Uh, baseball. So what happened in baseball is they played it at Principal Park for the last 16, 17 years. Right. Um, Major League Baseball took over minor league baseball scheduling and, and completely didn't listen to any of their affiliates. And booked the park for the week that we normally would have right. to say tournament. So, um, and, and I think the high school association, I mean, they offered them time, but it would have taken about a week and a half to do the tournament, and they'd have to be done by you know a certain time every day. Which Even if just, it was in the middle of a game. Which doesn't work at no. a state tournament. No. So um, what they're going to do is they're going to go back to the old way of splitting it up. Mm-hmm. And 1A and 2A are going to play in Carroll. And I know that's a long drive for people like us. But true. Trust, you know what? There's people in western Iowa that are making a long drive to east, the eastern side. And they do it all the time. Right. You know. And, and it's, I, I, believe me, I am not a huge fan of western Iowa. <laughs> and I get sick of their whining. But sometimes you can throw them a bone. And let's face it, that is a beautiful ballpark. If people haven't been there, I've, the state I, did the right thing. Yeah. Here. The association did the right thing. Um, 3A and 4A are going to play in Iowa City at Banks. At Dwayne Banks, yep. And a, a great park. Is that a turf infield? It's turf everything, yes. See, that's the one thing that I've heard people say. Well, geez, these kids are playing on grass. They, you know, although, well, you know what? Although. We played a Wartburg last year and it was fine. There's, there's a lot. There's not a lot. Um, there are more and more turf, at least in fields, right. um, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Northeast Iowa only has the one, but it, it's in Waverly. Waverly. Um, a lot of 1As don't see it. I get that. But right. they're not going to play there. Exactly. But, but at the 3A and 4A level. You're starting to see a lot more of that. A lot more of that. So I, I have no problem with that. Um, what I really like it as a baseball fan is it's actually a little staggered. So you could actually go – you can see the state championship games in 1A and 2A, and two or three days later, you can see the state championship games in 3A and 4A. There you go. And and I like that from just a baseball standpoint is one of my favorite – I have a couple favorite days, uh, weekends or what, yeah, whatever in my – Sports watching career. I used to go to the College World Series in Omaha for the first weekend. Sure. Because you got to see all eight teams. Right. You know, I saw Roger Clemens pitch there for Texas. Right. You know, and he was skinny. And I'll tell you what, he could still throw it. I I mean, you know. um, And the other thing is, is I used to go down for the Saturday of the state championship. And and that's one thing I really enjoyed. It's about the only thing I enjoyed – about Principal Park. I've, I've said it over and over. Too big of a park for high school. Mm-hmm. There's not the atmosphere. I know kids love playing there, but as a fan, it was kind of, this didn't feel like a state tournament. Right. Um, but I could watch all four. Right. So that's the big news. Um, softball will, will remain in Fort Dodge. And, and good for that. And I hope they that do stays. They a great job. Ankeny built a complex, I think, trying to, to, to poach it, and, and, and I'm glad the associate or the uh, union has not bit. No, and quite honestly, um, when Ankeny built that complex, uh, I started talking about building that complex. Uh, Fort Dodge did really invest in Heartland Rogers, right? You know, and it needed it, it right? It, you know, um, and again, I, I. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, we're not that far away. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I mean, today is June 14th. 
you know. State tournaments are coming up with them. You know, we're, we're three weeks from from baseball playoffs, and I, I yeah. th- you know, we're really in softball playoffs. Yeah. So um, it, it's going fast. It is. And, uh, you know, I know we got to go. Um, we got to hear from from sponsors, but oh, yeah. we actually made it through a segment we without did. a guest. I'm pretty proud of us. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to get her patting ourselves on the back, but, okay. I, you know, but we did a good job. Nice job. <laughs> okay. Back to wrap things up in the sports and with Rudy and Bob right after this. Well, Jason, we're, we've come to the end of another sports zone with Rudy and Bob. And I actually said Rudy and Bob. You did. You did. You know, you know so b- before we go, before we call it a night. Yeah. Um, before we call it two weeks, because yeah, we come right, back yeah. in two weeks. Yes. Uh, really would like to thank Louis Curtis. Yeah, Louis, uh, thank you so much. Um, it was a great conversation. It was. About and, an important topic. And, and and he said something in there about, you know, my utopian, mm-hmm. you know, is that we go out and root for our kids. Right. And, um, you know, I hope, I, I, I hope people will take that to heart. I hope and, yes, so. it is utopian. Yes. But, you know, if we can't strive for that, then, then you know, I, I just, I think that was a great conversation. I hope people out there, young people especially, will think about uh, picking up a whistle, a chest protector, whatever it is. You there's, know. there's money to be made. There's if, money if to be. nothing else, there's money to be made and there's service to do. Right. That you're doing a service for the young people of your community or the next community over or wherever you work. You're not going to get rich, but you'll get some extra spending money and you get to stay involved in a game that you love. Precisely. And you you'll know. know it better than you did before. Right. So, anyway, uh, great show. Yeah. I, 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 we got to say some thank yous because yeah. we always, you know, well, we first of all. Our sponsors. Yes. Number one. Uh, without them, we can't do it. And of course, we've got to thank our, all of you for tuning in, because without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. And that would be really, I say this every week, that would be really scary. It would be a travesty. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Bob? Two weeks. Two weeks. How are you doing right now? I'm, I'm doing great. Okay. Well, well we're going to hold you to it for two weeks from now. Well, hey, a lot can change in two weeks. And I umpire a lot of games between now and then. So we'll have plenty to make fun of you, Bob. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later, Bob. Yep. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you all of you later. Have a good one, everybody.